It's no secret that we love creating the pod. And chances are you love listening to the pod. But do you know what else we really love? Reading reviews of the pod. Do us a solid and let us know how much the pod has impacted you and your business. Whether it's a sappy love note, how much you wish you could meet us in real life, or a step you took in your business because of the pod, we want to hear it. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians, to building a cohesive brand, to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it, talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we're on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. You have probably seen this all over your social media, but today we are doing our own little business ins and outs of 2024. But before we dive into today's episode, we are going to check in with Hannah. Hello, Hannah. What's up, Morgan? What were your business highs and lows of the week? Before we dive into those, one, your mug is amazing. It's a Duolingo mug with a little a little yeah. owl on it. Spanish or vanish. Incredible. <laughs> um, that's very cute. Thank you. Sorry, I got distracted by that. Um, I love that we're doing something trendy for the podcast today. I am not a trendy person, but I'm excited to do this trend because I think it's really fun, um, even though I don't know if I'm going to quite get it right. Anyway, let's talk about my highs and lows. I'm going to do my lows first because one of my highs connects to my lows. Um, my first low is my AirPods are shitting out on me, and that shit's expensive, one. Um but it's just been really annoying trying to do calls over the last couple of weeks. And people are like, I can't hear you. Your sound sounds like shit. And then I get like very flustered. Um, so those are now just my listening headphones. I know we all have a love-hate relationship with AirPods. Like there's always something. Either they're falling out of people's ears or the sound is shit or they like automatically connect even if they're across the room charging. Yes. Oh my God. That drives me bonkers. Yes. I got to see Caitlin and that's another high of mine. Um, we had our all hands meeting for nourish. I'll talk about that in a second, but Caitlin's AirPods started chirping in her backpack. So we were like, what is happening? So AirPods are trippy. I'm sure those are the things that are like listening to us all and giving us the ads on Instagram. Anyway, so that's my low. They're finally shitting out. I think I've had them a couple of years, so it's fine, whatever. And then another low, this is more of a personal life one than business, but it's kind of distracting me. One of our dogs is sick and it's making me really sad. Sammy's he's our yellow lab, baby Prince Angel. Um, He's so sweet. He's like so quirky. He's our trash eating dog (laughs) and just he's he's drooling everywhere. And we took him to the vet. He has a little nausea, but I hope he feels better soon. Cause I've never seen him so like lethargic and sad. Also, Who do they in think this, it is just nausea. That's what they, they said so far. We're wondering, it started when we got to Utah. So we're like, okay, maybe the cold, like the stark difference from Mexico. Cause the dogs came mm-hmm. with us mm-hmm. to back to the U S and in the cold. Cause we we've got, I'm looking out the window. We've got like a foot of snow. So yeah. He was kind of just like getting sick after he drank water. So mm, send good love, oh, buddy. Loving thoughts to Sam. 
he'll be okay. But I'm just like, oh, my baby, I just want to cuddle you, even though you're all drooly and shedding for whatever reason. (laughs) (laughs) But that's been distracting me from work a little bit. Yeah. My highs are, I just got back from Denver this morning. Um, I flew out there for 48 hours to do our all hands meeting. Remember our all hands meeting for the group practice is we have a big meeting twice a year with the whole team in person. So I was not going to be the exception. I also haven't been in person for the last two and a half months. So I was like, well, I should pop in there. And it was fucking great. My team is hilarious. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but we always joke that either like at Nourish, you're you're very funny if you work here and you also have a nose ring because most of us like have a nose <laughs> ring. Those are our requirements to work at Nourish. Um, but it was just, that. I know, it was just so good to see everybody. We had like a nice dinner. We had our big meeting. It was the best one we've had yet. Um, it's kind of in the past been a hard meeting because I asked my team, like, what is hard about working here? What can we improve? And I've learned over the last few times, this is my fourth one I've done now, that my team, the way that I word things and ask for feedback is important. And we don't need to do it in an intense way. Mm. So this one, we dialed that in. It was perfect. My team is awesome. We're excited for a new year. And I we talked about the expanding and different things we're going to offer. So I'm just feeling very re- revitalized from seeing everybody. And that was just so good. It was nice to be in Denver for two days and like, remember, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I live here and I'm going back here in like four weeks. So cool. Was it weird being there knowing that someone else was living in your condo? That part wasn't weird, but it was weird that like, I didn't have my condo. I didn't have my car. We relied on Uber. I didn't have the dogs. Like I was mm-hmm. in, in the place I live, but not with my living stuff. And I was like, this is weird. Um, weird. But we stayed in a cute carriage house, Airbnb, and we like cooked dinner and it was really nice on the night that we didn't go out with the team. Caitlin, our practice manager and our we behind the scenes goddess um, Mm -hmm. came as well. So it was good to see her in person. And we just had some good quality time and got some good shit done outside of the meeting as well. So yay. Heck yeah. Um, my other highs, I have more highs this week. I'm in such a good mood today. Also, sorry if you can hear Bennett being a fool. Um, my ideal schedule is fucking dialing in. I've really been focused on like the six hours of working time Mm -hmm. and just trying to condense my meetings into three days a week. And I'll talk about all that later. And I'm just feeling so good because it's giving me space to be able to like work on some of these projects I haven't been able to get to. Now I have no excuses. So Yeah. Also, I got a new planner. Um, I know we're always talking about like digital or paper. And what I'm trying right now is for my day to day when I want to like write down what I'm going to do for the day. That's what my paper planner is for. I got a Panda planner. Mm. I love the format. I don't know if you've ever used it, but it's very cute. It's got like a monthly view, which I don't really use that. But sorry, what was the name? Panda planner. Panda planner. Okay. No, I don't think so. I really like the the day pages and it's blank. So you can kind of use it as you want to. It's, mm-hmm. It goes really off of like the big three model kind of. I so I that. like that. And it has like a gratitude section and I'm just craving like having a little bit of cozy time in the mornings and like having a structured way to do my day. Yeah. Um, but weekly stuff, big three obviously goes in our Slack channel for accountability club and then using my tracker. And I'm so proud of like how that's panning out anyway. So I'm just stoked on planning right now. And also all my business coaching clients are planning too. So I'm like in everybody else's (laughs) plans. So I'm just like 
a little overloaded, excited system around everybody's plans for this year. And then my last thing tying back to my low of the AirPods is I got new headphones. I'm rocking the Beats Studio Pros and so far so good. I got like this cute beige color and I had a Apple gift card that I got from my accountant a while ago. So it felt good to like finally use a little bit of that. They were still more than I feel comfortable to spend on headphones, but I also wanted some over the ear quality audio sounding headphones because I was so sick of like traumatizing my poor people that I was in calls with, with my shitty audio. So yeah, Yeah. lots of good stuff over here. I love it. I got a pair of Beats headphones whenever I bought my laptop back in like 2017. And I used them for a very long time. I now am a like AirPods only user, but my AirPods are also like decently new. And so they haven't cropped out on me yet. Yes. AirPods are great when they're working. It's just when they start having these little quirks and you're like, oh my God, Apple, get it together. Seriously. Also, when I was like a a gym bro girly circa 10 years ago, um, I had these hot pink Beats headphones that I would wear to the gym with my matching lifting belt. Hell yeah. This feels more (laughs) like me. What a time to be alive. What a time. Anyway, what are your highs and lows? I am so happy to announce that after a very long time from having a discovery call, I am finally getting discovery calls on my calendar and it feels so fucking good. Woo! Where are they coming from? Do you know? Facebook groups, referrals, past clients, kind of all over the place. But Love it. I don't know if I talked specifics. I definitely was very um, vocal about not having a lot of discovery calls in Q4. I don't know if I ever like named that. I usually have like three to four calls a month. And in the whole Q4, I had two total. Mm. Um, And so it is like about two weeks into January when we're recording this. And I've already had five discovery calls this year. I'm like, fuck yeah. (laughs) That's so Um, exciting. Universe. And like, I, uh, um, I know I've mentioned this phrase on the pod before of like lucky things happen to lucky girls and I'm a lucky girl. One of my friends um, had like doodled that out and she added on a little phrase at the end where it says lucky things happen to lucky girls and I'm a lucky girl who works really hard. And I'm like, Ooh. oh, because it's not. I mean, yes, there is a lot of things in the life that are like luck and like being in the right place at the right time and all of that. And like, I don't want that to take away from the fact that like I have worked really hard too. So that is so fucking important. It's kind of like, yeah, luck meets opportunity or whatever, but like you have to create those opportunities and create the positions where you can receive the luck, which means you're working hard, you're showing up, you're doing that thing. So love that disclaimer. Can we put that on a mug? Add it to the list. I'm ready. My low of this week is, uh, well, I'll start by saying this. My January focus for Morgan Sinclair Designs is to improve my client onboarding and offboarding journey. Um, It's one of those things where like, I think I just have a higher threshold for living in a little bit of chaos. And I don't want that to be translated to my clients, especially if they are already a little anxious about passing over so much of their business to me for branding and web design. Um, I just want to be more intentional about how things are streamlined, how things are presented. Um, 
And that's been going really freaking well. But part of that is I am starting to use a CRM, a customer relationship management platform that tracks like proposals, contracts, invoices, everything. Yes. Which one? I am using Dubsado. And the only reason I'm using Dubsado is because our friend, Amy Haneke, who is also a dietitian turned designer and also build show at websites like I do, uh, her and I were chit chatting and she was like, I'm stressed out for you that you don't have a CRM. If you get Dubsado, I will like show you exactly how I have mine set up. And I was like, God bless you. Thank you. And so I got Dubsado and she's been helping me along the way. She's been incredible. This is like true community over competition mindset over here. I'm so thankful for her. Um, And I'm feeling really good about it. But there's also like with any change in your business, it just brings up so many more little micro things that you're like, oh, now I need to think through that. Oh, I need to think through that. Oh, I need to change that. Big time. And so I'm just, I'm focusing on my customer journey, but really with the like selection, delivery and offboarding, which are three of the middle sections and just like really honing in on those three things to make sure I am making changes that are sustainable, well thought out, but also giving myself a lot of like compassion that I don't have to have all of it figured out before I start using it with clients. It can also yep. be one of those things that I just like figure out as I go. And part of that for me, it just looks, just sounds like being really transparent with my clients of like, Hey, I have this new system. I'm still working out all of the little kinks in it, but ultimately it's going to mean a better experience for you. So just bear with me for a little bit. <laughs> I, I think that's how we learn and get shit figured out, right? Is yep. through other people. And just that transparency is so freaking important. This reminds me of why we do things in threes over here at Weight Inclusive Innovators, as far as like our big three, three months at a time, because you you can have three projects and you're like, oh, that's nothing like for you improving systems. But mm-hmm. when you actually dig into it, it comes up with so many micro tasks that that's why we do three things to focus on. Because from there, yeah. it's like pulling the scarves out of the hat literally, and they don't stop coming. Yeah. And they're on fire. So there's a lot of chaos happening. So my, my mind has felt a little chaotic with that. Like it's overall a really good switch. Um, but it just feels stressful. Like as discovery calls have picked up as client projects are picking back up for the new year to like tack that on that chaos onto like already a lot of things happening. I'm just like, but I do have time for it. It's just like my brain choosing worry. Sounds like you need an admincation. I one I've thought about doing that. <laughs> Honestly, one of my friends lives in England and I've been thinking about going to visit her and just using that as an admincation cuz I'm just like I need to well, we'll kind of talk about this in my outs, but um actually, we'll talk about it when we get there. Are you ready to dive into today's episode? Let's do it. I have been loving seeing everyone's ins and outs list for 2024. I think it is such a fun way to lean into your values, to look at what your dream life is, what you want to see more of, what you want to do more of, and what you want to say no to. And so I was listening to a podcast episode and they were going through theirs. And I've seen this trend like so many times on my feed, on the rag. Uh, And so I was like listening to, I was on a walk and I texted Hannah and I was like, can we please do an ins and outs episode? on Thursday. And I got a like, yes, LOL response. And I was like, that's good enough for me. We're doing it. Here we go. 
The reason I said yes, LOL, is because one, it sparked joy for me reading that. Cause I'm like, oh my God, that would be so fun. And then I was imagining you watching TikToks of people's ins and outs. And I know you're always sending TikToks and things that like inspire you or you think are funny. So I was giggling at that thought of like, oh, this is definitely a TikTok thing. Um, for the people who maybe haven't seen it, what explain it a little more. What are ins and outs? What does it look like? Yeah, it's it's a simple thing that people have been doing primarily through TikTok, but also Instagram reels where um, there's some background video and it's literally just like a screenshot of their notes section on their phone. And it has like ins with anywhere from like three to 10 things and it has outs anywhere from three to 10 things. And I've been viewing them in a way of like, these are things that people want to be really intentional about those ins for the new year. And then things that didn't serve them in 2023 are on the outs list. Ooh, I love this because making it in a list this way is very simple and allows you to have like a five second read of what worked for you and what doesn't. But it also makes you reflect to get to this point where it's condensed in that way. So we love reflection. We love pivoting and changing things and gearing up to do something different. So tell us about your ins and outs. So all of mine are related to business as are yours today. I definitely have my own like personal ins and outs list too. But all of these are related to like business and like personal finance because that's also business adjacent when you're an entrepreneur, things like that. On my ins list, number one, sending onboarding gifts to my clients. Cute. This is something that I've been wanting to do forever, but I finally raised my prices this year and was like, Morgan, this is it. You raise your prices, which means you have a little bit of extra money from each project to put together a like branded welcome to Morgan Sinclair Designs little package. And I am working on, it's part of the client onboarding process, right? I'm working on putting together a little something to send all of my clients that is very on brand for Morgan Sinclair Designs, welcoming them to my little world. Okay. Super cute. And sounds like you don't know exactly what all's going in there yet. Slash you maybe you're not ready to share, but would love to hear about it on the pod whenever you're like up and going with it. Yes. It's on, it's in my like January to do's to put stuff together. I definitely have a couple ideas in mind, but they are going to take a little bit more work on the front end, such as making my own candles. So cute. Okay. I'm, I'm wanting to request one of these candles. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Great. Absolutely. All right. My second in is recording and sending loom videos. I have had Loom for so long. It's an extension on my Google Chrome browser. And you can share your screen. This is what I use to record lessons for the Weight Inclusive Business Business Academy. And I originally got Loom to record those lessons. And then I was like, wait, it makes so much sense that if I have feedback to give someone or want to walk someone through my thought process or anything like that, it makes way more sense to do it through Loom than like a lengthy email, which by the way, is on my app. <laughs> Loom is awesome. I've used it a few times. You and I have used it together when you were working on my website. And I, yeah, it's a great platform. They actually recently got acquired by somebody, I believe, too. Oh, interesting. So that's always cool of like, oh, yeah, they're success- successful. Or maybe they went public or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's just one of those things where like there's so much tone of voice that can get lost in an email. And I love Loom because you can hear excitement and personality and pauses. And 
there's just so much more, I think, connection whenever you communicate in that sense that contributes positively to the whole process, like the whole client process. And as everyone knows, we are audio girlies with our podcast and this being our favorite form of content creation. So absolutely makes sense that Loom kind of falls into that as well. And also I can talk way faster than I can type. And sometimes that's not great because then I like say shit before thinking about it, Uh, but I can say things faster and more efficiently and explain it better than typing. So And Loom gives you a transcript of what you say. So if you really need it typed out, you have it. And from an accessibility standpoint, which is chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. My third in is collaborating with more clinicians and business owners. I just want this year to be about connection and supporting other business owners. And I kind of started doing this in December, but I think there's so much power in clinicians and other business owners utilizing each other if there's values alignment uh, in connecting with other people's audiences. It's why we have guests on the podcast. It's why we like going on podcasts. And so I just want to really lean into that more of like, how can I provide a value add for someone else's audience that is mutually beneficial for me and the other business owner? Oof, preach. That's how every connection and relationship should be. In, in life too, right? It's like mutually beneficial. It's not just one-sided seeking something. And I love that you're bringing that energy into the business space because that is truly like when shit gets done and it's powerful is both people showing up because they see the value in the collaboration. So excited to see what that looks like for you. And I want to steal that one. Go for it. It's all yours. <laughs> My fourth in, and this also goes with an out my because my phrase of the year is based off of one of my favorite books of all time choose wonder over worry by amber ray so my in is choosing wonder and my out is choosing worry love it i think you said recently on the podcast you are revisiting that book right now i am yep i'm going through and rereading that book i started uh, like december 30th i think oh my um, birthday on your birthday and have been like slowly moving through it and just being really intentional with like reading each piece of it. What's a nugget of wisdom from that book that you remember recently? So one of the things that she talks about in the beginning of the book is useful worry versus not useful worry because Mm. useful worry like is there to keep us safe whenever we actually need it. And one of the quotes that she says is worry is useful only when it's within our control and empowers us to act. And so being intentional of like, are there things that I'm worried about that I don't have full control over? And if so, that's toxic worry, not useful worry. I think I need to read that book next. It's so good. This is probably the like fourth or fifth time that I've been going through it. So. And then my last in is listening to more personal finance podcasts that are hosted by women, specifically because I want to listen to other women using their money in a way that feels very relatable, representative of what it's like to be a woman. And so getting to hear that from other from other women and not Dave Ramsey, not that I've ever listened (laughs) to Dave Ramsey before in my life, but any energy that he brings, I don't want it. And so my current favorite podcast to listen to that are for non-men by women 
are Money with Katie. Love her. Made for more. Deeper than money. And the financial feminist. Mm, that's a good spread. It's so what you're spread. saying is oh. Dave, Ram- Dave Ramsey is out. Dave Ramsey is out. Also, I can't believe I forgot this. This is like my OG podcast that I listen to when it comes to finances. Factora's podcast, Coffee and Coin, is hands down and probably always will be my favorite podcast about money conversations. I need to check that podcast out. Um, what I will say about Money with Katie, I've been listening to it a lot content is great. It's very millennial. Katie can do a better job with being more inclusive of folks who have different genders. She's very binary. And like, I think she calls her kind of followers like rich boys and girls. And I'm like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. you're leaving a whole host of people out. So I want to give that disclaimer because I think when folks are talking about big issues with money and doing education, there's the systemic shit that involves people with different identities and their unique challenges and oppressions, quite frankly, that should be considered. Um, So I will step off my soapbox now, but she can do better. All right. My outs. Number one, batching Instagram content. I am so over this perfect facade of planning out the month. I'm not about it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to put pressure on myself to do it. Part of my favorite thing about being an Enneagram seven is spontaneity, impulsivity, and creativity. And in order for Instagram to feel fun for me, I need those things. And so I have time built into my schedule, like a 30 minute block each week, just so it's on my calendar. It gets moved around whatever day and time that I'm able to fit it in. But whenever inspiration strikes, that's when I create Instagram content and it doesn't get created any other time. Um, I just think it's funny because last week we recorded on working efficiently, time blocking, batch working. You said your hot take on batch working that you don't always love it. And this very much aligns with that. Um, We also want to say like people's brains are different. So if you like batch working in that way, so good. I think if I ever get back on Instagram, instead of just being a lurker, I want to play with batch working because I feel like for me, even though I love spontaneity too, I'm going to try to find that somewhere else because I think that's why I'm not posting on Instagram. Like you are so good at follow through when you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it my way, which means I want spontaneity and I will do it. But for me, I think I use that as an excuse to not do it. So yeah. different yeah, brands. There have been times where I like, you know, wake up at 630 and scroll TikTok because sometimes that's what I need. And I'll see something on TikTok and be like, oh my God, I need to create like I have a similar take or that really inspired me to think about X, Y, Z. And I will literally get up, get out of bed, pre-coffee, pre-turning lights on, like open up my laptop and open up Canva and create it and schedule it to go out later that day. And like that, like, that, that. like gives me little dopamine hits. <laughs> it's also kind of like a soft launch into work of like, oh, this is a small fun to do. Boop, mm-hmm. Let me do it. Yep. Yep. My second out is lengthy emails paired with my in of loom videos. I am so over sending and receiving long ass emails that no one has time to read. My attention span just doesn't want to do that. I know they're necessary sometimes, but if I find myself typing more than like three to four little paragraphs, I'm like, can I make this a loom video <laughs> or a voice a good rule. or something? Good rule, of thumb. <laughs> good rule of thumb. I like it. My third out is comparing myself to others whenever I don't know what their life goals are, what their business goals are, what their life circumstances are. This is probably the third week in a row that I've mentioned this. I'm sticking with it. This is so out. I'm so sick of comparing myself to people and it's just got to go. Love that. We can all have that as our out. 
we all should have that as our out. Year of no comparison. Number four is choosing worry is out. Um, like I said, choosing wonder is in. Choosing worry is out. Not useful worry. Obviously, I'm not going to like do something that will put me in harm's way. I don't think our bodies would even let us do that. But <laughs> saying no to unuseful worry. And then my fifth one, which feels like such a hot take, but my fifth out is scheduling as many trips as possible this year. Oh, I feel like sweaty just saying that out loud. So I realized last year that I was constantly trying to like one up the year prior when it came to travel. Oof, oof. And I don't get me wrong. I loved all my trips last year. It was so fun. I loved every single one of them. I wouldn't change anything about them. And I jokingly told myself that all of them were values aligned, which caused me to spend more than I made. Mm. Which does not feel good. That and is it's not, not values aligned. aligned to me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And while like planning the trip and going on the trip, sure, like because adventure is definitely one of my values. I am teasing through that adventure doesn't have to be booking as many trips as possible. And so this is the year of fewer trips that are more intentional. For example, I'm gonna do a Mexico City trip and a Spain trip. Um, tacked on to both of my eating expedition trips that I am planning on them. Well, my Spain one will be for work, but it'll be for a month. And my Mexico City one is going to be like just a really long admoncation for myself. I love that. I think that's so important. And I also feel like you have to go through those things of like, you know what it feels like to plan a bunch of trips and some of them not being intentional and how it was being driven by that desire to do more and how that doesn't feel good to your nervous system or yeah. your values anymore. And now you can it was reel just, it back in. It was so sneaky. And I'm like, Ugh. ooh. Yeah. Like I was literally reflecting. And like when I was in Madrid last spring for five weeks, I don't think I cooked more than two meals the whole time I was there. I ate out every single meal. And in my mind, I was rationalizing it. I was like, Morgan, you're in a new place. You got to try all the local cuisine. You got to go do all of this. I spent an ungodly amount of money on yeah. that trip. And it didn't, and it wasn't until like a couple months later that I was reflecting on it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Cha would I change anything? No, I had a really good time. But moving forward, <laughs> like going forward this year of like knowing that I have some longer trips planned, I'm like, how can you find the joy in experiencing local cuisine while also doing it intentionally and in a money aware way? And also, if you're trying to have the local experience by having slow travel, being a slow mad, that means living like a local, which means locals cook at home often as well. Right. So anyway, that's my thing. Okay. Your turn. What are your ins and outs of 2024? Okay. Amazing. I don't know. I don't know if my ins and outs were supposed to align with each other. They don't really, but that's okay. It's fine. They don't have cool. to. Mine just happened. I would like have an in and I'm like, oh, that's definitely out. And so that's how mine came. That's also fun. Okay, cool. My ins. These are Hannah's ins and outs, business things, business edition. Let's go. Okay. Number one, working six hour days. I am time tracking right now. This is in, by the way, because what can happen to me is I'll do a couple hours of work in the morning, take a little break, do more work, take a little break, and then be like, oh, I took too many breaks today. I need to work a little bit more. And then I've worked all day. And I don't want to do that anymore. I don't feel like I get more done. I think I waste time. It's not efficient. It's not essentialism, like what I'm going for. And part of it is like, 
oh, I need to refocus on my hobbies and fill that time with that instead instead of work. So six hour workdays are in. I'm really trying hard to stick to it. And I think it's going to make my quality of work better. It's going to make my work more focused. And I think I'm going to actually produce more. So I am here for that. I have definitely fallen in the trap of like doing a little work, taking a break, doing a little work, taking a break and just like, and then the end of the day, and I'm like, I still have things to do. Yes. But then I same, but then I can't do anything because my brain is fried. Right. So I do it half-assed and I'm sick of doing that. Yep. I'd rather just wait till the next day. Okay. The next thing that's in is meetings only Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So I'm working towards this right now. Uh For a long time, I played with my schedule and I was thinking like, okay, maybe I just want to have a couple meetings every single day. Well, turns out I like to have at least one day without meetings. Um, Part of that is like a slow launch into the week. I love no meeting Mondays. And part of it too is batch work, right? If you're going to have your meetings, you want to have them in similar types of meetings, similar days, you know, with client work, things like that. Um, Recently, I had the Mondays down and I was doing meetings Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Well, it's ski season and I'm trying to ski as much as possible. And Friday is the day that is kind of quote unquote easiest to either finish work early or just take that whole day or maybe work a little bit after skiing. Um, And so I just want that flexibility. And so I'm working on getting meetings off my Fridays. um, And I feel really freaking good about what my Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is turning into. It's very efficient. Meetings are maximized in the sense where I don't have too many. And the ones that we have are really meaningful. And that's the shit I want out of my schedule. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday meeting days are in. Heck yeah, they are. You know, I love a good limited meeting schedule. I think I was using meetings to avoid doing the bigger projects that I want to do at Values Driven Group because I wasn't mm-hmm. having capacity. I don't think I was intentionally using them, but that's what was happening. Yeah. Is my energy would get eaten by meetings and then I wouldn't have any creative capacity. So I just decided to boop, boop those days. It's in progress, but it's going to get done. Love it. Okay. Number three of what's in diversifying business coaching offerings. Yeah. I, I really want to prioritize this partially is you were talking about getting more discovery calls. I also am. And I'm about to be fucking full again and fucking full for me right now with expanding nourished is five business coaching clients a week. I usually do seven, but I need to like reel it in. So that means I can only have 20 meetings a month because every, you know, there's 52 weeks in a year, but four weeks a year, I want to have no meetings at all. So keeping that in mind, um, I can only see five people a week, which is 20 people. And I'm pretty much already there rotating between my twice a month, monthly, and then I have some quarterly folks. So that means if I want to keep serving folks because it's the new year, people are excited, people are full in their private practices, they're wanting to build groups or they're wanting to get their shit together with their group practice because I do both of those, like helping people build. And then I also help people fine tune. I want to do it in a way where I can create some community for people and then also just make it more efficient and do some group stuff to where I can reach more people with limited time and still be effective. Um, Things I specifically am excited to talk about is like money and managing business finances because there's such a gap in knowledge there. And that piece is like a huge emotional piece for people and just people there's this desire for more and more and more and more rather than making things efficient. So I just want to like help with some of that and help people feel empowered that they know where their business stands with finances and that they're maximizing and doing everything that they can to keep their business healthy, their team's healthy, all that good stuff. 
There's so much power that comes with knowledge of money. Mm-hmm. There sure is. Okay. Another in is embracing discomfort. Ooh, in what way? So many ways. Um, One of them is I have been chilling for a couple months a little bit with not really pushing myself, doing the day-to-day, taking some time. And I really needed that. But with expanding Nourished and like gearing up for that, I'm realizing part of why I'm not just ripping the bandaid and getting started is I'm afraid to disrupt my equilibrium. (laughs) But I have to. And so that's where I'm like dialing in all my shit with my schedule and whatnot and setting boundaries because I want to maximize that time because I know it's going to be uncomfortable. And I also need to have some like buffers in place to make it to where it doesn't make my nervous system shot. So love that. And then my other in is maximizing money. And what I mean by this is not always moving the goalpost and trying to make more but finding the spot where the law of diminishing returns kicks in, where it's like, okay, the more money you make, it's taking more of your time. And then like it kind of tapers off for the joy and the opportunity that it gives you. So I'm working on finding the sweet spot of like, how do I meet my investment goals? How do I pay myself in a way that feels sustainable and that I don't have to like sell my soul to make that money? Um, recently that's been increasing my business coaching prices, which I'll say on the podcast because I, everybody knows now it's all good. It was hard because I want to be accessible to people. And that's another drive for diversifying what I'm offering at values driven group, because my one-on-one time can't be as accessible as it has been, which means that per market demand has to increase. Also, I've been doing some partnerships with different organizations to help support their work as part of the mission of Values Driven Group. And so that means I need more resources to be able to sustain that and make long-term partnerships with people. So that's an in with maximizing money, maximizing impact, making sure it supports all the different pieces of these values in the organization. I love that. I am so excited for you in that capacity. Um, just as like being a little like fly on the wall of all of your growth over the last few years, like, don't be wrong. I love your growth, but also like getting to see you like take this pause and now have more time to focus on other projects that have been, that we've been talking about for years. I'm really excited for you. That's a great end. I can't remember where I was looking. Maybe I was going through my Google drive or something, but I saw a document recently from like two years ago with to do's on it. And one of them was the 1099 versus W2 freaking video. Two years ago, we talked about that. Yeah. And I'm I'm sick of like things not being produced and followed through on. So I just cringe every time I see shit that I'm like, damn, this has been two years that I've been talking about this and no action has been taken. Um, so thanks for your support. And yeah, I'm it's interesting to be in that place where it's like, okay, you don't have to keep moving the goalpost and I know when I was starting to grow my group practice and I'm kind of jumping around my businesses here, but I would always wonder when I saw other people with group practices, I'm like, why don't they have a hundred employees? Like, why did they stop at two, four, whatever? Mm. Um, And people have different desires and capacities and ROI for their time and law of diminishing returns. So I understand now because I've been through it, um, even though I'm going to be pushing myself in that particular example of opening a second location. Um, it's just interesting to be like, oh yeah, you don't have to always move the goalpost financially and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Okay. What's out? So what's out? my business outs, number one, checking emails in between meetings. I've mentioned this book in the podcast before. It's called Deep Work by Cal Newport. And I just started listening to it when I was on the plane today, actually. I finally downloaded it, had an audible credit. 
it was really eye-opening to me. All the examples that they were giving around what doesn't help our productivity and what distracts us and keeps us from doing deep work, right? The title of the book really resonated with all the time wasters and things I already knew that I was doing that was impacting my productivity. And one of the things that they talk about is just like the little tasks that you're constantly doing with changing your content switching and things. And one of the biggest perpetrators of that is checking your email. And I still do that regularly. And I hate that I do that. So that is going out checking emails between meetings, I want to throw it out. It also means that I need to stop keeping to-dos in there and continue to fine-tune my systems with Asana to pull that out so I don't have to get in my inbox. Because that's usually why I check it, is yes. I'm getting it there to do a task that's associated Dang. with an email. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, I can't do this anymore. I feel that. Okay. Number two, that is out. This one is businessy and it's not. It's kind of more personal, but relying on takeout so much... Um, I'm really burnt out on like dinners, going out to eat. It's especially being back in the U.S. Everything is very subpar compared to Mexico. So I'm like, mm, yeah. I don't want to spend double the price and get worse food as in flavor, texture. Um, so I'm really intrigued in maybe playing with doing some cooking. So maybe cooking is in. Um, also the reason why this is related to work, because part of my working six hours days is to have the capacity to do things in my personal life, like maybe mm-hmm. cook if I want to. So yep. relying on takeout is out. Feel that I'm right there with you. Okay. Another out is getting up early. And I put early in quotes to work. I've really been enjoying sleeping until seven. And I know that's early for some people, but I was trying to pressure myself to get up between like five thirty and six and quote unquote, enjoy the morning. But what just needs to happen is I start my day a little bit later and I can still enjoy the morning at seven. I relate to that so hard as well. Part of me is just like, is there really that much enjoyment in the morning before the sun's up? Like, what am I doing? Okay. I know there's some parents out there that are like, yes, if my kid's still sleeping, that is my time. Preach. Different circumstances. We don't have kids. Yes. I have dogs, but they'll sleep. I will enjoy my 5.30 mornings if and when I have kids one day and want to wake up before them. But for right now, I am not going to put that pressure on myself for something that isn't my reality. And I'm going to soak up all of my sleeping until seven and having a nice slow start to the morning unless I wake up with inspiration to create an Instagram post. (laughs) (laughs) Then you'll be up at 5 a.m. setting up your camera, doing a little something. Exactly. Okay. Another out for me is stressing about things out of my control. So I was really resonating when you were talking about worry is out um, because this is exactly what it is. And when I talk about things out of my control, it usually involves another person of I can't control their feelings, their thoughts, their actions, and I don't want to try. And that just brings me a lot more peace. So that is out. And the last thing is fear of doing bigger things because I think I've been holding myself back in my group practice, my capability to grow, to make more impact, to serve more folks. And so that is out the fear of doing bigger things because this year I'm going to, and I just need to lean into that. It goes back to like the fear of the fear around doing bigger things, I think is a lot of unhelpful worry. Yes. Yep. 100%. We hope that you enjoyed our ins and outs of 2024. If this inspired you to reflect on your own business ins and outs of 2024, we would love to hear it. Feel free to send us a DM or send us an email. We would love to hear from you.
And maybe we'll do a little poll on Instagram. Ooh. Like tell us one of your ins and one of your outs, just like one of those fill in the box things. Cause I would love to hear it. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the pod on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and review, share with a business bestie, and check out our website at weightinclusiveinnovators.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.